Before we begin, please refer to the disclaimer and link in the podcast notes, and note that all opinions expressed in this podcast are intended for informational purposes only and should not be treated as investment or financial advice. Welcome back to another episode of Collective Shift. We have our uh, TA expert, Kyle, or DAX trader, jumping on for our new monthly 15 to 20 minute TA update. Uh, Kyle's recently back in Melbourne, which is good to have him back on the right time zone. Kyle, how are you, man? Good, thanks, mate. Good to be home. Yes, I'm sure, mate. You're just copying all the pollen uh, <laughs> in Melbourne, mate. So thanks for jumping on. <laughs> yeah, excuse the voice today, guys. I'm breathing only through my mouth. But, um, so there um, we go. Brilliant, man. Okay, well, we're not going to talk too much about all the shit that's happened. It's been pretty well reported. We'll, we'll do that in other content. But for those that are watching on YouTube, Kyle posts uh, a weekly TA update in the Collective Shift uh, members platform. And also we've got a trading Discord. So I know there's a heap of guys that are following me along, Kyle. But I wanted to get you to jump on, mate, and just give us a bit of a, bit of a, I guess, an overview of where you think we're at in the total like market. It's been a bloodbath of a year. Keen to get your thoughts on where we're at and where we could head into, into Q1 next year. Yeah, for sure. So you want me to start on crypto or on uh, stock market in general? I'm sort of funneled in. Let's, let's maybe start there, man, and work our way down. Yep. Yeah, okay, sweet. So I think um, the biggest thing to take note of, guys, is the SPX. So obviously, this top here, I think, is probably going to be a pretty hot target for the market to come down to, uh, which is pretty much 3,400. And that was the previous high uh, before we broke down from COVID. And then obviously, the Federal Reserve came in with QE when we were down here, which is also a very strong key level. Um, and they basically came in and said, okay, we're going to turn the tap on, and the market reacted extremely strongly to that and just went straight up pretty much with one or two maybe small consolidations before uh, up around this point here, uh, mid-November, they basically said they were going to come out and do QT in June next year, and uh, then inflation sort of like hit above 6%, and everything, you know, started to reverse. So you've got to think about it in terms of um, the marketing, in terms of what the Federal Reserve is doing. So back here, they turned the tap on and they were putting new money into the economy, which makes everybody's life doing business easier. Interest rates were really low, so everyone was doing projects. Money was just flowing, right? Up here, they turned the tap off uh, and they actually started taking money out of the economy. So there's the amount of money that was in the economy here uh, and the amount of money that's in the economy here, there's less. It's not really a, a lot less. If you look at the chart, uh, it's starting to taper off a little bit. But when they suck that money out of the economy, um, basically everything just goes down in valuations. Assets, uh, risk assets obviously drop first. So been in this bear market now for a little over a year. We just had this really nice uh, bear market rally uh, and pushed up and this is the main thing like you guys need to have on your charts, right? For when you're trading in the stock market. These channels are extremely important. I'll show you the one for the uptrend as well, because when we go back into an uptrend, you probably want to have that also on your chart. And it can give you like a pretty nice early warning sign. So we broke that, came up, back tested the back side of it, went sideways into distribution, and then broke down. So now it's the same thing now we're in the bear market, right? This is clear uh, the bottom of the channel. This is clear the top of the channel. So you can't really expect the market to be bullish until we break out of the top of this channel, right? And that's why everybody was getting so crazy bullish underneath the channel, like right when we were at channel resistance, like everyone was like, oh my God, we're going back into a bull market. You know, inflation's still at 7%, guys. (laughs) The Federal Reserve uh, basically came out at FOMC, 
and said, uh, you know, they moved their dot plot up. All of them moved their dot plots up to above 5%, that they're gonna hold interest rates above 5% for the entire of 2023. Now, we don't know if that's gonna happen for sure or not, but that's what they're signaling in the moment. So very strong bearish reaction to that. We also had a very strong bearish reaction uh, to the CPI print, which was this day, which came across. So we had a really nice SFP of the previous high. So this is just a clear distribution range to me. Um, and then we have the what we call the upthrust after distribution with this uh, really push high, sweep all the highs. So everybody sort of either panic buys to get in, they get caught offside. But a lot of this was actually, um, we had record high puts and record high shorts in the market. So a lot of that was just them getting sweeped and getting taken out, liquidated. And then, you know, if they want to short, they're going to get back in here. And then anyone that bought above those levels as well, or all through here, they're also offside. So that's where you get these big panic selling candles like this and this, which then obviously follow through on Bitcoin the other day, which we're going to have a look at the chart in a second. But now for me, the most important level on the chart was this weekly support level here at 3,917. Let's just say 3,920, right? That had to hold. Now let's go in and we'll have a look on the lower time frames. Right, and you can really see the very obvious distribution pattern here. If you want to learn more about that, look up uh, Wyckoff distribution patterns and you'll see this is pretty much perfect picture image of that. Then we broke down below the key level, which is this weekly support, which was holding his range low. Uh, and to me, now we've gone from what was in an uptrend, this is also a rising wedge as well, which is a bearish continuation pattern. Uh, most likely uh, get some sort of a rally up to here and then we roll over again. And I'd be surprised uh, if we do hold as a new high here, but I mean, anything can happen. So for moving forward, okay, let's just say the market is already bullish, right? And this was the bottom. Uh, what would happen is we would come down and we would sort of like chop around like this and we would make a higher low. So this is low, lower low, right? This is a lower high, so clearly in a downtrend. What needs to happen for us to be bullish is we make a higher low through here, maybe some sort of a, a pattern like an inverse head and shoulders here or something like that, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, and then break out and then break through this downtrend and then take out this level here. So we would go from lower lows, lower highs to making higher lows and, um, low, and higher highs, right? So hopefully that makes sense. So that would be the really strong signal that we've actually change direction in trend. So now what we have to watch for uh, as macro traders is to take a look at, okay, we're we making higher highs or higher lows. And you know if this does come down and break to a new low here, what does that mean? We're just still in a downtrend, right? And so then the next test will be in the next time it comes up to test this level again. And if it breaks down and rejects from that again, or if it breaks out, you know, and starts to take to look to take out that level. So those are the main things you need to watch for. Uh, everyone was way too bullish up here, way too early. Uh, and you know, we really you can't really be bullish on the market in general until we get out from this downtrend. So hopefully that makes sense. I think if we do break down, most likely we're gonna come down to this major support uh, level, which was the previous all-time high before the COVID dump. Uh, other key levels that could be uh, potentially the bottom as well is this 3,227 level. Sometimes it likes to just come down with a key level like this one, quick tag of it, and then reverse. But let's see. Next best level in the chart is this, well, pretty much 3,000, you could say, around that 3,000 to 2,900 2, level. And then the long-term uh, trend, Right, we we're talking about trend lines before. Let's go have a look to the two days so we can fit it all on our screen. 
So this trend line comes from the bottom of the 2008 bear market, right? Uh, and I think and multiple touches throughout the bear market through here, spent very little time below that during COVID. So that honestly could be some sort of a target around this level through here for the long-term bottom for this entire bear market. I think most likely that would be around, I don't want to say Q1, that's pretty early, but probably Q2 is sort of where I'm targeting at the moment for this bear market to finish. What do you think of that, mate, in terms of timelines? That's good, man. I would love your, just quickly for those listening at home that may not be, you know, TA experts or even trading TA, but anyone actually in crypto, why the stock market is such an important thing to look at in how it affects crypto. Yeah, so basically the way it works is if the stock market is bearish, it's going to place downwards pressure on cryptocurrency because these days especially, and this it didn't be it wasn't so tightly correlated um, until the last really the last cycle it really picked up, and that's because all the big trading firms you know they run the same algorithms uh, on the stock market, all the top indexes, uh, you know, all, all the top foreign exchange markets and stuff like that, commodities and you know, cryptocurrency, and the, the big ones especially, which is Bitcoin, Ethereum, etc. They, they all have the same algorithms run on them as well, right? Uh, you know, the high frequency traders, you know, to also you know, other types of algorithms as well, which trading more long term. But they have specific triggers that happen, you know, depending on what the Federal Reserve does, uh, depending how, you know, the, the key index like the stock market reacts to certain things. And then that basically copies that and filters it down to the rest of all the markets. Uh, and then, you know, if you're trading some altcoin and, you know, the SPX dumps for whatever reason, because Chairman Powell said something, that's going to affect Bitcoin. Bitcoin starts to dump and, you know, you better believe it that your altcoin is going to dump five times as much probably as Bitcoin does, right? So that's why you need to sort of be aware of um, how everything sort of filters down through the markets. And um, Bitcoin is a, a, a beta asset, so it reacts more to what the stock market does. So stock market moves up 1%, Bitcoin moves up 5 to 10%. Stock market moves down 1%. Bitcoin moves down five to 10. Not exactly like that, but the general trend of things as well. So when the stock market topped, this was one of the ways that I know I could tell that the top of the market was coming in was because the stock market uh, was very obviously to me in a distribution range through here, right? So this was distribution. And at the same time, uh, what was going on uh, in, the, in the crypto markets as well was starting to look very toppy. So, you know, sort of add it together. If the stock market looks like distribution, we can see the same thing. We got had that UTED, so up, up thrust after distribution. Same as what we had with this wick here on the lower time frames, right? That's a really strong sign when something like that. So you have a breakout, failed breakout back inside the range. Cryptocurrency sort of did the same thing, but, you know, a couple of days earlier. Um, I'll show you on Bitcoin... I don't know what chart this is, but we can get it up. This is an old chart. But yeah, actually, I think this is it. I'm back on my computer at home, but this is a chart that I was trading at. And you can see here, like, it's the same thing, you know. Sweep the range higher, come back below it. And, you know, that was sort of around maybe a week or two before the stock market rolled over, right? So same sort of thing happening. Bitcoin was sort of like coming back down here. Uh, and the stock market was obviously in distribution. And then obviously the, the, the pivot from the Federal Reserve, you know, it was obviously going to push us into a bear market. 
So it was one of the things that helped me pick the top, you know. So it's about adding everything together. Like if you want to be a trader these days, I don't think you can just trade altcoins and hope for the best like we could in 2017, <laughs> right? You have to understand the macro market and how all the, all the charts really uh, intertwine with each other. Yeah. So yeah, for me at the moment, I'm expecting this to come down. The most obvious place this would go to would be uh, 3,600 to test these lows here. Uh, and then we either break to new lows and we're confirmed continuation of this downtrend or we make a higher low through here and that will be confirmed once we get back above this weekly support level or the downtrend resistance line, right? Um, so yeah, let's go take a quick look at, uh, at Bitcoin and where we are in the, in the market right now. I can find my right chart. Um, so basically we had this range through here and this matches up perfectly. I'll show you guys how this works, right? So the four hour, right? Take note of this, this little pump through here and then really strong rejection. Where was that Bitcoin chart? This one, right? So that, when that happened, this is that day, that four hour candle here and this four hour candle here on Bitcoin. So you, you can see SPX came up to resistance and pumped and broke out the top of this resistance. You know, this is a full 12 month downtrend through here, broke to a new high, trap traders above here, instantly gets rejected all the way back down, comes back, retests the range high again, and then rolls over and nukes. Right now, let's have a look at how um, Bitcoin reacted. Right, so this is our range right we had a really nice breakout of this level through here absolutely pretty much everybody on crypto twitter was just you know we're back in a bull market i can't believe how bullish i've never been so bullish before in my life right they were all posting that all through here i'm just looking at these guys i'm like are you guys actually looking at the chart like what the hell is going on right now and then everybody attacked me on crypto twitter and i'm just like what the hell i'm like this is not going to end well for you guys and then you know same thing happens, right? Stock market pumps up through here, gets rejected. We sweep all the swing highs. Uh, we, we sweep the swing high, sweep all the shorts out of the market and come back down. Uh, and, you know, look, look, that looks really, really ugly. Like this is really standard bearish behavior. Like you have a really big breakdown point. You want to put a line at the bottom of the market. Uh, so at the bottom of the wick on the on the crash and then the top wick on the, uh, this is called automatic rally. So, this is a selling climax, automatic rally, because it automatically reacts to the massive sell pressure and then comes back up, right? You can see here that we swept the low, this, this wick here, swept the low with this candle here, right? Um, and then that was a really great long entry, right? And so you ride that up as much as you can. I took profit somewhere through here from that because I wasn't sure if that was going to roll over again or whatever. I, that was enough for me, right? And then the same thing here, you come back up, sweep this high here and this happens all the time guys everybody always gets super bullish right at this point here only to get wrecked straight away so something to take note of moving forward when you're at the top of the range if you sweep the range high like that usually it's a really strong sign that the market's going to roll over and head back towards the range lows so you know even right now in the lower time frames you can see it's sort of doing the same thing here right on this four hour that's about to close right just came up swept the high it's probably going to get ready to roll over soon and that's just a bear flag looking to come back down to this weekly support level at 16100 uh, and Cole, a bit more longer term are you thinking the the crypto side of things sort of um similar to the stock market you think somewhere sort of mid mid uh next year we we start to hit somewhere um, yeah 
So one thing that everyone needs to be aware of is everything is like, you know, nothing's going to start to really trend up properly until the Fed turns the tap back on and, you know, they sort of stop QT. QT is not really going to stop until, um, until I think the end of 2024. I'd have to double check for you guys, but I looked up the other day and it was sometime in 2024 that um, QT finishes, right? And that's the Fed taking, they they stop buying bonds, government bonds, basically. So the government has less money to stimulate the economy and everything uh, and run projects and stuff like that. Um, So basically there's just less money in the economy, right? Uh, But 2024 is pretty far out and the market sort of looks forward to that, right? So it's like same as back here, right? Um, They said that, you know, they came out in November and they said, okay, in June, we're going to start QT. So it was a full six months ahead, right? June was uh, back here that they started QT, that the market started to react to that, right? Um, So that's something to take notice of as well. So, you know, okay, the, the Fed might start to go back to either QE if things are really bad or just stop the um, and just start to, you know, make balance sheet become even again and they're not doing QT or QE. Um, but they're pretty sneaky. They like to always find money ways to put money back into the economy because, you know, no one wants to see unemployment go up under their watch, right? And so that's the thing we have to watch for now. Um, you know, when unemployment starts to rise, uh, how does the Federal Reserve react? And, you know, potentially they don't wait until, you know, 2024 to start lowering interest rates. You know, let's say, let's have six months of pain. Uh, you know, they get a lot of pressure. Elon Musk is already putting heaps of pressure on them, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to start to become every CEO. Once they start to see their numbers really go down, they're going to really start to stress. You know, they're going to start lobbying, you know, and then more and more pressure becomes onto the Federal Reserve. So for me, another six months of pain, maybe they start to, you know, start to drop interest rates. I can't see them pausing until after the March meeting, though. Um, so let's see what happens. I think there's going to be 50 points, then 25, and then maybe we pause after that. Then they leave it high for or maybe another three to six months, and then maybe they start to drop down very slowly, 25 basis points or 10 basis points at a time. And then the market will react very strongly to that. And that can be the bottom, but it won't mean we're back in a bull market just yet. I think once we do pause, uh, crypto specifically, so this is the macro chart for Bitcoin cycles, right? So these yellow lines through here are the halvings, guys. You can see here, uh, bear market accumulation, reaccumulation, bull market in the marked out in the boxes, right? And it seems to follow the, the very similar pattern. So what I'm expecting, right, anywhere between where we currently are right now, down to 11,500 to be somewhere in a bottom accumulation range for Bitcoin. Then that can last all the way up until potentially, I think, June, mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of next year, June 2023, uh, we might be maybe even a little bit earlier uh, could break out. And the key level to watch for, it would be a reclaim of 20K, right? Reclaim 20K, then I think, you know, it's going to pump pretty hard. And that will be similar to like back here when we broke out of that 4,000, 5,000 level and we sort of pumped, reclaimed 6K and then we had a really strong rally up to 14K. I think we'll get sort of similar price action to that, uh, except the level will be reclaim 20K, and we pump back up uh, to pretty much 48K, right? I think that is going to be the level. Might get a little bit of overshoot, uh, similar to what we had back here when it went up to 14. Uh, and that key level on the chart, which is why I think this is probably going to be the bottom area, uh, 11,500 is multi-touch level through here on the weekly, right? Mm-hmm. It's the best level on the chart by far. Mm-hmm. 
So we come back up and I think reaccumulation probably go for um, the rest of the year. Uh, so that could be anywhere sometime through summer that we sort of top through there. Uh, and then reaccumulation takes a bit over a year. The halving is going to be May 2024. So it'd be sort of like back the one good rally and then back to bullshit. Um, excuse me, if you're <laughs> back to BS, um, chop, bear market sort of activity behavior again. Then we have the halving, uh, post halving might get a little bit more chop again. And then we finally rally off back to the bull market. So that's if the gods shine on us and everything lines up. <laughs> with um, the Federal Reserve, uh, you know, maybe we might even get DeSantis or Trump getting back into office as well. Uh, that could possibly help the market also uh, in 2024, 2025 bull run. So that's what I'm sort of seeing for the longer term moving forward, man. That's awesome, man. No, I think I've got similar opinions to be honest. I think I think it's a great time to buy for those long-term holders. I think you know, the accumulation of the last <clears throat> probably three or four months into at least middle, if not end of next year, is a great time to buy. Um, and I really don't see this coming out until sort of late next year, early the year after. But that's been good, man. I really appreciate your thoughts. Uh, for those that were maybe trading on FTX before, out of interest, where have you gone to in terms of trading now? Like what, what platform are you liking to use? Is it Binance or somewhere else? Uh, not a big fan of Binance because I think CZ could be in a little bit of trouble for how he handled the whole exit from FTX and then, you know, sort of caused the bank run. Uh, even though 100% of everything is FTX's fault, I think everybody's going to come after him and you definitely don't want BlackRock to be your enemy. The, mm-hmm. I have $10 trillion of assets under management. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were a big investor of FTX. you got to remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so, yeah, Binance sort of steering clear. You can't really trade futures on there e- anyway. So at the moment, I'm on, I'm on Prime XBT mm-hmm. and uh, Bybit for trading crypto. And then, yeah, just going back to legacy markets for a little bit as well. Um, interactive brokers and Oanda for um, you know trading the SPX and stuff like that now. Awesome, man. Brilliant. Okay, well, um, thanks very much. For those that want more of Kyle's updates, uh, you can sign up to Collective Shift. He does one weekly update uh, per week and also in our Discord. And then if you want more of his education stuff, you can head over to marketmastery.com, Kyle? Dot dot .io. .io. Uh, you can also follow him, Dax, on Twitter. Yeah, Dax Trader on Twitter. Dax Trader on Twitter. <laughs> Stop the podcast. Dax was taken. I wish I could get that. <laughs> Unlucky. Uh, man, thanks so much uh, for coming on. Uh, anything else you wanted to add? That's been a pretty good wrap up though. No, I think that's pretty much everything overall. I mean, I know a lot of you guys watch uh, Ethereum, so we can have a quick look at that. I mean, it's basically just going to follow the stock market and Bitcoin, but to me, it doesn't really look that great. Had a really nice rally and topped out since... Um, since basically that uh, we had uh, what was it the fundamental event forgotten the name of it EPI whatever it was <laughs> the upgrade <laughs> uh, but yeah I think Ethereum potentially could come back down to this 800 level and then if really worst case scenario we're looking at 450 which are pretty key levels on the chart so just be careful of that one Ethereum will dump harder than Bitcoin I think if we do go into one leg down so yeah those are the best levels on the chart as you can see here 800 and then this sort of like 400 to 350 level is basically this level three here 350 is like bitcoin 11,500 yeah okay so that's pretty much it awesome man as i mentioned on twitter i'll be selling my socks if we go down to those levels for ethereum um <laughs> <laughs> but appreciate All it man right. <laughs> fingers crossed uh, yeah 
pretty much. I don't blame you, mate. I would, <laughs> I would point at your socks either if you went down there. <laughs> We've got no money left, so we've got to start selling the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks so much for coming on. No worries, brother. Chat soon. See you, mate.